RadioInfluence.com. Hey guys, welcome to Live Bold and Boss Up Podcast episode. This week, we chat with Ashley Brundage. She's the founder and president of Empowering Differences. She's had an amazing time um, transitioning in 2008, and she's worked tirelessly to promote awareness and acceptance of gender identity and expression. You can find her all over the place. She's been in Tampa Bay Times, Business Journal, Miami Herald, Fox, ABC News, CBS, etc. She's on all kinds of different boards and councils. And this conversation actually happens at our live event that we were at last week. And she really gives you a lot of value coming away with this. She's got 10 empowering actions. She's got a quiz you can go online and take for absolutely free. She's amazing. Enjoy this episode, guys. We are here live at Synapse with Ashley Brundage. Yes. She is the founder, president, and author as well of Empowering Differences. Yes. Which, welcome. We're so excited. So excited to be here. Thank you for having me. No, thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh my goodness. Well, I actually overcame harassment, discrimination, and homelessness in 2010. Wow. Here in Tampa, Florida, and I used um, empowerment as a way to overcome those obstacles and find a career and grow in my career from part-time bank teller to become the national vice president of diversity, equity, and inclusion for the fifth largest bank, PNC Bank. That is amazing. In, uh, in America. And yeah, and so then I started doing a lot of research on empowerment and that's when I really built a framework for how people can use empowerment to create change for others. That is an amazing story. How did you get from you said homelessness, harassment to like that change of mindset to become such a powerful influencer in a really large organization yeah. too? Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely was being very bold. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to say the um, least. But um, but yeah, so I used a four empowerment step framework that literally anyone can use to empower any one of their differences. So that could be their gender or their race or their religion, ethnicity, age, physical abilities, social economic class, education level, all of the things that make you who you are. Each one can potentially impact your experience in connecting with other people in this world and growing your career obviously is one of those potential elements right. I love that. and it requires lots of patience <laughs> I'm sure yeah. what are those four steps can you share them with us of course yeah so step one is to know yourself so you really have to start thinking about how you're going to fit in this world so I actually published a free assessment which all of the listeners can get access to my uh, self-assessment that you can download right from my website 
and that will actually really help you to unlock where you fit into this world, your comfort zone, your privilege, your empowerment, and really digging deeper around what makes you you, and then knowing others is step two. And those were the two steps that I used to actually get a job as an out transgender woman living in Tampa, Florida in 2010, which was a whole other thing. (laughs) Um, And like I had doors slammed in my face by potential employers. People would say, oh, we would never hire anyone like you. They Uh, literally said that to you. I had the cops called on me. I got trespassed from a job interview. What is wrong with some people? I know. Well, but see, here's the thing. That for the last 100 years on this planet, we as a society have been treating transgender people as evil. And we've been represented in media, television, um, movies, you name it. And our our representation has usually been negative. And so people associate and create an unconscious bias based on what they've seen for a marginalized community or any community potentially, right? I mean, I'm sure that you get people who automatically think that women can't be bosses, right? Right. I mean, that's literally an unconscious bias that someone has. And so that's been created in this world. So having to overcome that stereotype that transgender women can only be a sex worker or a drag queen is literally what I was encountering. Like, that's what people thought when I showed up at a job interview. Wow, that's crazy. Um, And then starting from there. Right, yeah. And then going to be empowered is a whole other trick. That's a huge step to take. Yeah. Yeah. So, you you mentioned the two steps so far. What are the third and fourth steps? I I know, you're trying to on More. the edge of your seat. Because <laughs> um, I am on the edge of the seat. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, so, so once you once you start realizing the people around you and yourself, you need to build a strategy. So developing your strategy is step three. And what I mean by that is the strategy for which differences to empower in which setting. And I had to build that strategy myself as well because I kept thinking about how I was going to grow my career and I was pouring all the empowerment into my gender difference. Mm -hmm. But really, when I started to build the strategy and think strategically, I realized that, well, I'm female. The company sees me as female. My coworkers recognize me as female. My insurance says female. My corporate record says female. And since I'm going to do some research, I'm going to realize that the bank was 61% female. So now I'm part of a majority group, do I really need to be empowering that difference or should I focus on something else from my assessment? So I went back and I said, wait, what now is my biggest weakness? That perceived weakness Mm -hmm. that needs the most empowerment. And it was really my educational level because I never went to college. And 
again. So I started pouring all the empowerment into my education difference. And that led to so many more doors opening. It led for me to reframe my difference. Instead of it being negative, I presented it in a positive light. And it also led me to the last step, which was that I needed to take the action. So I built a framework of 10 empowering actions that people can do to impact for other people, right? And that those 10 actions are the fourth step and how you make this world better. So out of those steps, is that how you created your own company? Is yes. that what t- took you to kind of make that leap? Yes. Nice. Yeah. So I, uh, well, it was not just the four steps. It was the research that I put into this right, because I actually, well, I don't think that anyone can write a book about empowerment or leadership or diversity, equity, inclusion with by themselves. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to involve other people who are different than you mm-hmm. and you need to be able to have it have an intersectional lens. So I Ooh, formed an empowerment panel of 10 people to do the research with me. Awesome. And that's when we looked into all of the 10 most common differences. So my 10 member panel, are you ready for this? Yes. Oh my gosh, hit me. They spoke seven different languages. They had six different religions. Okay. Just as a starting point for how different every single person was from one another. Right. And I kept asking them the same questions around the assessment and the actions that were done, how they actually build their strategy based on each difference. And that then became the framework that I built around helping people better understand empowerment by empowering their differences. Wow. Yeah, that brings in a lot of different backgrounds, perspectives, because that's what you need, like you said, in order to build that and have that foundation. I would have loved to be in that room. I mean, the conversations (laughs) you guys were having were probably really super hot topics. Ones that you cannot, there's, you can't even really bring up in corporate. No. Right? No, no, no. no. And, and, well, you can. (laughs) Right. (laughs) If you want to be edgy, you want to make people feel uncomfortable, which I think is a good place to be. Right. Uh, Right. Because how can you grow if you're always in your comfort zone? You have to be outside of your comfort zone. You're never going to take a risk. Yeah. And you can't have the kind of growth that you want unless you live bold, right? Yeah. That's right. I love that you're out there getting the word out. Do you work with other companies and help them with their diversity and inclusion? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, so I did DEI at PNC for six years, and then I just recently left in December. Wow. Congratulations. (laughs) It's like 95% exciting and 5% scary. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, And uh, I focus on, um, I do some consulting for organizations. Um, I do a lot of speaking engagements and trainings surrounding the four empowerment steps. And then I'll do workshops for all of the 10 actions. And then uh, 
I built a online technology solution, which is really why I'm at the Synops right. today. Uh, because on my website, employees enroll in my empowerment solution. So it's a digital solution. They go right on my website, they enroll, and they go through my curriculum. Wow. And then I'm able to provide a report back to the organization that I work with on how well their employees engage with empowerment. Did they pass the quiz? Did they use all the resources? Did they watch all the videos that I've curated for them? And um, and then and then that ultimately helps to drive more empowerment for people. That's amazing. You, it's not like like you said, you brought in a whole bunch of different people with different backgrounds and from different, you know, ethnicities, religions, etc. It's not just your perspective. It's a whole bunch of other people's perspective. And you have like a lot of data behind it too. That's amazing. The empowering data. Right. Because if you don't talk about the numbers, that's the key element here. Right. So empowerment is always going to be an app that you don't even have to actually download you already have it on your person every single moment. And the app is authority, power, and people. And if that. everything that you do connects to those three elements, then you will be driving empowerment for people on a constant basis. I love it. And sometimes the authority, right, is a promotion. It's you having the ability to move up in the organization. It's development. It's getting that feeling of being a boss. And then the power is usually related to money. Let's not kid ourselves in this world. And think about it. You tell me the person that doesn't want more empowerment, and I will, you know, I don't know what I'll do. I don't think there's anyone out there. I don't think so. But, you know, like Jeff Bezos wants more empowerment. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, for sure. Well, we definitely want to share your website and your book on the notes in their podcast. That way people can check it out, get more information, because we want to get the word out there, make people aware. So we will include that in our notes. That way people can reach out. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ashley. Today has been amazing speaking with you. I look forward to staying in touch. And, I mean, you never know where we will connect again in the future. Absolutely. You know, actually, we could connect. Um, I'm hosting a conference. Okay. um, For empowerment. Oh. Where is this? Uh, It's going to be on the Royal Caribbean Mariner of the Seas. Oh, you're doing it on a cruise. How fun. (laughs) That's perfect. And it's called the Voyage of Empowerment. Oh, that makes sense. I love that. And when is that? <laughs> so it's November 12th mm-hmm. of uh, 2022, and we're going to be sailing from Port Canaveral to Coco Cay, Bahama, to mm-hmm. Cozumel, Mexico, oh, and so back. Fun. Nice. And I'm going to have uh, workshops and speakers and empowerment accountability sessions and team building and networking. And is this is this for anybody and everyone that wants to attend anyone to empower themselves? Who wants more empowerment? Yes. Uh, and but right now, my main target audience is, is um, HR and DEI. Right. That makes sense, right? Because that's where companies start changing is from internal HR. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And you know what? We can't let you go without really talking about the award that you just won. Can you share with us about that? Yeah. Uh, so I literally just opened my email a moment ago and found out that I uh, won an award from the Florida Commission on the Staff for women um, and it's a community um, community impact award so um, 
That's congratulations. congratulations. Pretty exciting. You yeah. are moving at like a million miles an hour, but really providing positive impact for not only transgender, lives. but just yeah. everyone, right? Because I think everyone can use a lot of empowerment and positivity and, you know. There's a lot it, happening in this world. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I sit, sit here each day and, um, and like even today at three o'clock right now in the Florida State Legislation, they're having a committee meeting about banning the ability to even say the word gay in a school. While there are schools today that have gay straight alliances. So how in the world? Right. Like, I mean, that's just kind of the stuff that just doesn't make a lot of sense. Not empowering. Right. Right. And, And you can't really, you shouldn't really restrict certain speeches, especially making it illegal. Is that what I'm understanding? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. And, like, we should be teaching LGBTQ history in schools, mm-hmm. not hiding it. Right. Um, it's a true part about our our world. Um, right. And I don't know if you ever heard of this song, but it's a really great singer. I don't know. Her name is Lady Gaga. You've heard this one. <laughs> heard of it's her. called Born This Way. <laughs> okay. There's a reason. Right. <laughs> she sings it that way. And right. no matter who you are, you are born this way. Right. Um, and, and like, I think about this also, like, because a lot of people think that transitioning is, like, a choice. And, okay, but I was always that way from birth. It was just a matter of that I was hiding for years. I was right. pretending right. to live as male when that happened. And then now I live authentically. Right. Um, Ooh, and in your authentic self. I love that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So there are so many forces happening against people in this world. It's like, let's just think about this. What's good for a business is to have the ability to have employers be in the state of Florida that can recruit people to come and live here and work here and play here and mm-hmm. not have to worry about what their kids can and can't say and do in school. Like, right. right. Well, and speaking of good for business, you need your employees to be in their authentic self, right? And feel comfortable in their skin right. to be able to be creative and think of strategic, you know, results or come up with creative things to help businesses grow and connect. So, you know, being your authentic self, I think, helps not only the individual, but companies as well, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but thank you so much, Ashley. It is such been such a pleasure. Yeah, to you. absolutely. And I look forward to continuing this relationship and, um, you know, talking more in the future. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This is my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. This is a Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida Quick Fix on Radio Influence. I have really been diving into the world of non-alcoholic spirits and beers. I enjoyed my last glass of wine on January 3rd, which was, you know, as I've mentioned before, I'm a big Steelers fan. It was Big Ben's last home game. So I went out with friends and had, you know, had a few drinks and everything. So I started my version of dry January on the 4th. Just planned on doing it up until, you know, Gasparilla, which is here in Tampa. But it just, it's one of those things when you start doing it, it just kind of becomes addicting. And during that time, I had some fun experimenting with some zero proof products. So I have to say, you guys call me crazy, but there is a brand which is called Ritual. 
They have them at most liquor stores across the country. You can find them on Instagram at Ritual Zero Proof. I tried their rum and it is basically made with like charred apricot, cloves, a spicy honey. And I'm telling you guys, if you were to put a blindfold on, you would not know that it was non-alcoholic. It almost tastes like a smoky spiced rum tastes fantastic. So I've really been enjoying it. And because it's actually healthy for you because of all the different fruits and everything that they use, such a great drink. So I've been kind of playing with some different cocktails and I have to say, I haven't missed having a drink at all. And it's also nice not to have all the calories and the carbs. And Bud Zero is another one I've really been loving, especially for all the different football playoff games. So I was, you know, with my friend who was drinking tons of vodka during the Super Bowl and I was enjoying my Bud Zeros. There's uh, 50 calories. 50 calories a serving. I think the carbs are minimal, probably 10 per serving, which is a little bit higher than, you know, obviously if you're, the ritual doesn't have any, but I'm telling you, it tastes just like a Mick Ultra. And I like to have a nice cold beer every now and then. So that's been my substitute. So I'm really enjoying it. If you guys have any questions on any zero proof spirits, feel free to reach out to me. Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.